0: Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. This episode also contains spoilers for The Quiet Man and Cinderella Man. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy.
1: You once said that uh, you like to make an audience scream through technical means. What is it about an audience screaming that you like? Now, those are the kind of questions uh, that the film buffs like to ask. They expect an awful lot of the sort of material that I don't tell anybody. And it was a nightmare. It was an eye-opener. Ignorance. Sheer ignorance. You know, there's no confidence to equal it. I don't have any problem with enjoying a big blockbuster. I'm not a fascist of those art movies which when they are over you are glad that they are over and then you celebrate it just as a kind of a superstitious measure I will talk about it so that I don't have to see it again or whatever so in a way our our broadcast was an assault on the uh, credibility of that machine we wanted people to understand that they shouldn't take any opinion predigested and we shouldn't swallow everything that came through the tap we had uh, Orson Welles, Albert Hitchcock, John Ford, Howard Hawks, Roman Polanski. We had uh, Antonioni. We did, it was unbelievable time to listen to these guys talk.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and today I'm joined by Dan. How you doing, Dan? Ring-a-ding-ding, baby. Let's light it up. All right. That's that's what I like to hear. So uh, before we get into the movie that we're going to be talking about today, I'm going to ask you a question about a movie just to see where your headspace is at when it comes to film in general. And I wanted to ask you, this is a little bit of a weird question. I don't know that I've asked this before. I might have once to one person, but I don't think I asked you. What is your favorite film with an animal lead
2: in it? Favorite film with an animal lead, huh? Well, I mean, there are a number of good options. You've got the Francis and the Talking Mule series. Specifically, one of my favorite ones is Francis Goes to the Races. You got Babe, of course, which is... I mean, admittedly, that one's more about all the animals as opposed to specifically animal-led. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, it, it's an animal movie. Yeah, true. And, uh, let's see. There was one other that popped up into my mind, but then it vanished without a trace. Mm. Hmm. Without a trace? Without a trace. Mm. That is not an animal-led film. It's
0: not. Uh, I did have Francis the Talking Mule uh, on my list. I also had Babe, uh, directed by George Miller, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, George Miller, who directed... Yeah, he basically, like, once he stopped doing... Like, he literally was like, all right, I've done all these, like, messed up movies about, like, documentaries about Australia and how it's a messed up country. And so I've got kids now. I need to make movies for my kids. So he literally just pivoted and transitioned. Like, I think he did, like, the Babe movies. He did, I think, like, Happy Feet Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Like, he did, like, a whole bunch of, like, family-friendly films for a number of years. And then when his kids were old enough, he's like, all right, going back to Mad Max.
2: (laughs) That'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah,
0: it did. And it is, honestly, Babe is one of the most sort of, like, It is one of the more charming films, but it also has, like, some, like, it's got weirdly some dark humor for, like, adults in there. Yeah. And it's also got, like, like, some weirdly, like, dark tension to it, too. Like, it's it's a fun, it's a funny movie that's, like, on its surface, it's just this charming film about a pig who wants to be a sheepdog. But, like, he's also trying to do that so he doesn't get turned into bacon. Yeah, And then also he's got this, like, existential sort of ennui about, like... His like adopted quote unquote father like doesn't like him and like can't accept him at a certain point and he has to like overcome like the adversity of being just a fucking pig, to prove <laughs> to essentially this like other sheepdog that like oh no hey here you go Babe is is really a good one even Babe Pig in the City is fun it's maybe not as good as Babe but it's good um but yeah Francis the talking mule series all of them are really good
2: what's your favorite well. I mean, I suppose, like I said, Francis Goes to the Races is one of my favorites. Oh, that's right.
0: Francis Goes to the Races. But
2: I also yeah. like the one with uh, Mickey Rooney, the Fra- uh, Francis in the Haunted House. Yeah. I. It's a weird one out of, all, out of all the Francis movies, but I like it. I think
0: I like probably the original Francis is pretty good, but I think, yeah, Francis Goes to the Races might be the quintessential one out of all those francis joins the wax is actually pretty good too oh yeah i think that's that's probably a close one for me the one where they go back to like like west point is also pretty decent too oh yeah um i think my least favorite one is the one well i don't know i was gonna say my least favorite one is the one where they go to like new york city and he's like like a like is like a journalist copy boy yeah yeah that one but it has some good moments in it um for those of you who don't know, it's basically like 1940s, 1950s comedy films about a talking mule uh, who helps this like sort of perpetual fuck up played by Donald O'Connor uh, to navigate life in the military.
2: Except for that one where uh, Mickey Rooney substitutes.
0: Yeah, except for the last one. Yeah, where Donald O'Connor wasn't there and Mickey Rooney does it and he's in a haunted house. That that one's weird, but it's it's okay. So other ones that I have here, I have two others listed. The Vivich. Mm. So Black Phillip is just creepy as hell. Like that, like he, it is, he is just a creepy ass goat dude. Yeah, And that movie, Robert Eggers is really good um, at creating just a great atmosphere. And that was like he, that added to it. He really is.
2: Haven't seen that movie, but I have seen The Northman, which I is mean, a really, which is a really great movie. Um, I
0: love The Northman.
2: Yeah. I definitely rated a 4.5. If yeah. we were to put it on this show,
0: yeah, I really love The Northman. Uh, I know that like for some reason he got a lot of hate for that one. Like I don't, I don't know why. Honestly, I think it's probably his. It may not be his best. Like it's not his best sort of like I guess art house film, but I think it is from a like a narrative standpoint and like characters yeah. his best like narrative film.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't know. I've the only negatives I've heard about it is some people complaining about like the historical accuracy of it or something i'm not really sure i
0: i don't know i thought it was honestly to me fairly historical but then they also added in a lot of like the really cool mysticism oh
2: yeah which, like, like like the uh, like not to spoil the film but the scenes where like uh they kind of grab onto the heart and the heart is like the roots of the of like the tree yggdrasil yeah the, some surreal ass
0: bullshit Awesome to look at. Or like, you know, where they're actually going through the ritual to like turn him into like the berserker. Like that's that's a thing people actually did. Yes, sir. Like that's that's real. Mm -hmm. And then also like just, you know, um like the giant that he finds in the Karen to get the sword. Um, giants were real people. This shit exists. It it is true. Anyway, look it up. Get giant pilled. I'm gonna shill a book here. Uh, look at look up uh, "Giants on Record" by Jim Vieira and I can't remember the other guy now. But yeah, "Giants on Record" by uh, Jim Vieira is one of the authors. Look it up. Get giant pilled.
2: Yeah, but there was the, the Smithsonian is
0: lying to you. <laughs> mm. But yeah, there was the Vivich and uh, was there another one? The other one, yeah, it's a. This is sort of a surprising one because it's a horse movie. Mm-hmm. Hidalgo. Starring Viggo Mortensen. Oh, yeah! I remember that film. That was a fun film. It's the funnest horse movie I've ever seen.
2: hmm
0: Now, again, I guess maybe that's because I'm a dude and most horse films are, like, chick films. Like, oh, yeah, it's a horse girl film. No, this is a horse boy film. This is a horse man film. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> it had Viggo Mortensen. This is, like, fresh off of his, like, success in, like, Lord of the Rings. And, like, he's literally just in, like, it's, it's essentially... Like Death Race, but like it's like Death Race mixed with Sahara, right? Like that's that's what it is. It's such a great it's such a great action adventure, like is it a sport movie? Maybe it's it's kind of a sports movie. It's kind of an advent action adventure film, but like at the end of the day, like honestly, like the horse and Vigo Mortensen in that movie are just really good together. It's like a buddy cop sports action adventure film. (laughs) Yes. It has a lot of elements of all of those.
2: Yeah, and it, and they blend together beautifully.
0: Yeah. Like is, a sandstorm in the Sahara. Yeah, it, it is a, an underrated gem. I don't know, do you have any other, any other animal-led films that you
2: like or want to talk about? I mean, I suppose the only other one would probably be the obvious one, and that's Old Yeller. Now, I didn't particularly like the film, because I watched it when I was a kid, and I got traumatized by the fact that uh, the dog got killed at the end because wow spoilers for old yeller i know right no one knows that spoiler that's such an obscure spoiler why would you do that why would i do that indeed but no because like our family was a dog family we always had dogs and the dog got killed at the end and it was just like ah i'm so sad you know
0: what's funny for growing up in a family that always had dogs like i don't really like a lot of movies where dogs are the leads i feel like they're kind of like overused they're overused and they feel kind of cringe to me. I never liked like uh, I'm trying to think of like the Airbud movies. I hated the Airbud movies. Fair enough. Um, I guess the only oh, real Homeward Bound. Okay, Homeward Bound was I think the only exception for me on like the dog films. That was like my one like okay, this is like a good dog movie. Yeah, Homeward Bound is also very good. Yeah, that was
2: the one that I was thinking of, and then it just left. I don't know why, because like that was one that I loved from my childhood. And I even got like a uh, the, I even got like the DVD recently and started rewatching it. Oh wow! Uh, I think they made like two or three of those
0: movies, didn't they? They definitely made two. Not sure about three. They might have done two in like a series. Maybe like a mini series, or they didn't do an animated series. I don't think. No, that you're probably thinking of 101 Dalmatians for that. Yeah, area. maybe. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's 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 all well and good. But uh, I don't think that the movie that we're going to be talking about today does, it's not an animal film. Now, I could be wrong. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go ahead and read you a summary for the film in question, and then you can decide for yourself if you think that it um, should be an animal film. Don't know. Okay. An adult film star wakes up to find that he has been cursed and turned into living stone. He must find the source of the curse before midnight or be turned to stone forever and learns that being rock hard may be more of a liability. It's Rocky from (laughs) 1976, directed Um, by John Alvinson. I don't think that's right. (laughs) Do you not?
2: Not really, no.
0: To be fair, I'd rather watch that movie than some lame-ass movie about some dude from Philadelphia punching meat. Fair enough. Okay, look, he's already some, like, fugly dude from, like, the slums of Philadelphia beating his meat. Like, <laughs> it's not that much of a stretch. Ah, uh, fair enough. Anyway, this is a big one because a lot of people are like, Oh, Rocky It's one of the greatest sports movies ever. I love Rocky. Oh, I do Rocky, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's, that's the average Rocky fan. Fair enough. Right. But I've never seen it. Uh, I've actually never seen any Rocky film. And... Like, I don't know, I, I, my experience with, like, boxing movies is just, like, I have very limited ones. The, the only one I can really remember thinking that was, like, pretty decent, and actually even just watching in general, was maybe Cinderella Man
2: starring Russell Crowe? I'm pretty sure I've seen that one, but I can't remember too much of it at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's literally, it's, okay. Let me go out on a limb here and tell you the plot here. It's a uh, a down-on-his-luck guy living in the slums who's broke, trying to make it big in the world of boxing so that he can then support his family. But like he's trying to take a chance with it, uh, I think, uh, because he... Well, I think in actually Cinderella Man, he used to be like a big shot in the boxing world, then he fell on hard times, and then he comes out of retirement. But basically, all boxing movies, I think, are the same formula. It's like some down-on-his-luck guy who then tries to get like a big break by fighting someone who's way out of his league. Yeah. Or coming back into it when he's too old for this shit. Like I think in Cinderella Man's case. I've actually never seen Raging Bull either. Uh, come to think of it. Um, that's one that's actually on my list too to do. So it's another boxing film. Um, I probably should have watched Raging Bull first before Rocky. But Whatever. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter um like i said i i really don't ever seek out boxing films because they just don't appeal to me for some reason if i'm gonna watch boxing like i'll just watch an actual boxing match yeah right yeah i mean there are much better martial arts to watch my friends yes that is actually true like mixed martial arts honestly way better than boxing now with the exception of like mike tyson is an absolute machine like you ever, if you ever see him box, he is an impressive physical specimen. But if I'm just going to like watch any, a couple of schmucks like punching each other, I would rather watch just other martial arts. Like yeah. it's... Watch the Drunken Master. It's much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'd rather watch a Kung Fu film too. Cause it's like much more like there's a lot more flair and stuff. Actually, I think, um, Ip Man 3, which I haven't seen yet, has Mike Tyson in it as the bad guys and Donnie Yen fights Mike Tyson. <laughs>
2: Wow. That, uh, that sounds amazing. Why don't we watch that instead? Yeah, you
0: know what? Screw Rocky. We're going to watch Ip Man 3. Well, the only reason I haven't watched Ip Man 3 is because I haven't seen Ip Man 2. I need, I, I've i seen Ip Man 1, which is uh, an amazingly good movie, but I need to see the rest of them because they get progressively crazier as yeah. the series goes on, as I'm led to believe. Like, the first one's kind of like, Ip Man 1 is kind of like, from what I, like, and it's pretty much grounded in reality with like a little bit of like, okay, he's kind of got a little bit of that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon floatiness to him. Like, this doesn't seem like it should be physically possible, but in theory, it's, it's all pretty well close to being reality. And then you start getting a little bit more like, okay, now he's kind of floating on things that you could never do. And like, in at least the previews that I've seen. And it just gets progressively crazier as you go. Fair enough. I think in the third one, he's in like, he moves to San Francisco and like Bruce Lee is suppo- or Bruce and yeah Bruce Lee is supposedly there with him and he has to mentor Bruce Lee or something I don't know. <laughs> a- anyway, <laughs> they have to fight a bunch of gangs and shit. Obviously. Anyway, it- it's it's a wild franchise that
2: I need to get through. Anyway, Rocky. I guess what do you know about Rocky? Well, I know he's played by Sylvester Stallone. I know that he punches things. He punches thing good. And if he dies. dies that's a different one that's like rocky
0: two or three or eight or some bullshit
2: that's true but you asked me what i knew about rocky not what i knew about rocky yeah uh this movie i think he's actually
0: the fight with him is not against some like russian dude it's actually against i believe carl weathers oh wow yeah i think that's i think carl weathers is in this film uh as the uh what is it apollo creed Wait, no. Isn't Creed the guy that he mentors like later on the in the series? No, no, no. He it? mentors Creed's son.
2: Oh, okay. That that's probably it.
0: Yeah, he he then starts playing um Burgess Meredith's character from the first one. Ah. But then like My, Michael B Jordan plays Apollo Creed's son who's being Rocky now. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's uh that's the that's the thing. He 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 essentially gets beat up so much he turns into Burgess Meredith. And the,
2: quack, su- quack, quack, quack.
0: <laughs> the best penguin. The best uh, penguin on film.
2: Best penguin.
0: Uh, you know what? I did actually kind of enjoy um, Colin Farrell's penguin, but I don't think he was that great. He wasn't as good as Bear- Burgess Meredith. I mean, he wasn't, but. It was a different penguin. You're, it's a different penguin. I think we can give him that much. Yeah, we. Can, I can give it to him. Anyway, so, yeah, I, I don't. Again, I just. Sports movies, not my forte, especially not boxing movies. If I'm going to watch a sports film, I like hockey because honestly, hockey is a much more, like when you watch hockey films, there's more fighting generally in hockey films than there is in a boxing
2: movie. Yeah. I mean, I suppose if you framed it well enough, a boxing movie could do really, really well. Because, like, there are actual genres of thing where they just go into, like, the different maneuvers in boxing and how and how great it is. Like, there is some tactics to, to the stuff you do, like, like Dempsey rolling and, like, uh, quick jabs and even blocking.
0: Wow, look at There's... you knowing, like, terminology for boxing. Oh, actually, technically, I will say, because in... Like, the Chinese cinema, they actually do call kung fu films... They just call them boxing movies. <laughs> like, that's what they're called. Like, yeah. It's like Jackie Chan was, like, one time doing an interview. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to do any more boxing films. And he was doing an interview with, like, some American things. like, well, you've never done a boxing movie. You've done kung fu films. He's like, oh, no. Boxing movies. Kung fu. Boxing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's like, yeah, so technically... Technically, if you are if you are talking about just boxing in general, yeah. But, like, kung fu usually relies more on that technique because especially here in, like... Boxing is seen as sort of, like, the lowest form of fighting.
2: Yeah, it's basically street brawling where you're just, like, using your fist to punch the other guy harder.
0: Yeah, well, no, no, no. Mark was of Queensbury rules, sir. Fair um, enough. Which, you know what, I guess that brings up another point, too. Technically... The Quiet Man is a boxing film, too. That might actually be the best boxing movie I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, that's fair, actually. Well, which, I guess, brings me to a roundabout point. But I will, remind me to come back to The Quiet Man, all right? I'll try to keep that in well, mind. Let's let's do some trivia first, because I I have a a homie on Twitter said this a long time ago, and I want to bring it up, and I think it actually ties in perfectly with my now thoughts about, no, The, the Quiet Man is a boxing movie. Mm-hmm. And it has literally like a 20-minute boxing match at the end. It really does. Anyway, question number one. The ice rink scene in the script called for 300 extras for a packed ring. How many extras actually showed up? Was it A, 1, B, 100, or C, 1,000? Hmm. I mean, I'm going to say 100. You're going to say 100? Yeah, you are wrong. It was actually one, one person (laughs) showed up to be an extra on the set. Now, apparently, according to according to and again, this is all according to the trivia here. Apparently, the ice rink scene, quote unquote, like they went ahead and did it anyway, like they changed a few things to make it so that it was like kind of like a more empty sort of thing, like they they kind of made do with what they were doing. Apparently, it's one of the most iconic scenes in the whole film in the whole franchise, I guess, is what what they what they say, which doesn't bode well for this movie because it's a boxing movie. It's not it's not a rom-com, at least allegedly on the surface, it's a boxing film, it's a sports movie. <laughs> it's not a rom-com. It's not like this is not some pivotal pivotal scene, I guess, but maybe it is. But we'll we'll come back to that again. Yeah. So you're you're 0 for 1 here. Question number 2. Prior to his breakout role in Rocky, Stallone was earning $36 a week doing what? Was it A, bussing the tables at a diner, B, ushering at a local theater, or C, working as a garbage man?
2: Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Stallone does look kind of like a garbage man, so, see? I'm the trash man. It's my new character. (laughs) Just throw him in the trash.
0: <laughs> Danny DeVito is a national treasure. Danny DeVito will be the one celebrity that I'm upset. That will be actually upset when he dies. I'll be really upset if it comes out that he was a diddler. In in the words of again
2: Frank Reynolds, he was a diddler, Charlie. A goddamn diddler. <laughs> uh, you you gotta pay that troll toll to get into the little boy's hole. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I will be devastated when he dies,
0: and even more if it was found out that he was a diddler. But I can't see him as a diddler. Hmm. Anyway, what did he do? Garbage man. Garbage man? You are wrong again! He was an usher at a theater. Huh. It's the most unlikely of answers. You would think he would do something else. Like, I mean, he looks like a weird-ass, like, I don't know. Like, he he already looks like he's, yeah, like you said, he looks like he should be a garbage man. He, he doesn't look like he should be on screen. He's got a face for radio, dude. And he <laughs> has a voice for not radio. He's got a voice for mime. You know, the only... Actually, it's funny. The only reason he actually got the part in Rocky... Do you want to know why? Why is that? He wrote the script and sold it. And oh. his stipulation on selling it was that he played the role. The lead role. Fair enough. And so, apparently, the people in Hollywood like the script so much they're like all right we'll give this schmuck a chance he looks like he's a boxer that's fine mm-hmm. and then we'll move on with our lives if it makes us money great i think they ended up paying him like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the script mm-hmm. at the time when literally he had to like a few days before he sold the script he had to literally had like a hundred dollars in his bank account couldn't afford his rent or food for his dog so he sold his dog for 50 bucks wow which he bought back and is apparently the dog in the film. Hmm. So it might actually be an animal movie. Fair enough, I suppose. Zero for two here. But that's okay, because I actually have bonus questions. So question number three. What was the single most expensive cost on the film? Was it A, makeup, B, sets, or C, location fees? I mean... I'm
2: going to say location fees. You're going to say location fees. For one thing, you're paying for a giant uh, ice skating rink. For another thing, you're paying for a boxing set. And also, there's the scene where he's actually training out in the city. So, they had to pay for, like, at least a little bit of that. Well, you're actually
0: wrong. It was makeup. And the reason why you're wrong is because they got no permission for any of these places that they filmed at. They literally just did like a gonzo film and were like, all right, we're just going to film here. Fair and enough. Fuck it. So like literally, like the city of Philadelphia, like literally they just went around and shot different places yeah. randomly. They're like, oh, this
2: place looks good. Let's shoot here. And then yeah. they left. To be fair, makeup was going to be my second pick because that it, like it's a boxing movie. You got to have a lot of makeup to fake those bruises.
0: Yeah, and that's basically what it was. It was makeup for, you know... All the bruises and the boxing stuff and like, you know, I think you're mixing up your expendables here. (sighs) Maybe. Man, wouldn't this movie be so much better if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Although uh, he's too bulky to be a boxer. He, He really is.
2: Yeah, he is quite literally a bodybuilder.
0: Have you ever seen a bodybuilder box? No, they can't. Like, they can't move that fast. <laughs> exactly. Um, You need some of that lean muscle. Like, have you ever seen, even in any of his movies, where he's, like, he's, like, supposed to be, like, the hero or, like, doing actiony things? Have you ever seen Arnold Schwarzenegger move incredibly fast? Not to my knowledge. He moves slow. He moves like Michael Myers. like he's literally the action movie equivalent of michael myers like he's like oh no the arnold schwarzenegger's gonna get you oh no run but instead of a instead of a knife he has like usually a large caliber machine gun
2: yeah sometimes a machete if you're particularly unlucky
0: yes so
2: yeah i was gonna say yeah no
0: i could never see arnold schwarzenegger in a boxing movie that would be kind of funny I i don't recall him ever moving Like, there are times when he moves a little bit quickly in some scenes, and sometimes he'll run. (laughs) Like, in Total Recall, I think there's a scene of him running. But even then, he doesn't run fast.
2: No. And his reflexes
0: are not particularly great. He is definitely that, like, that barbarian or fighter
2: who Who legitimately... He he dumped
0: everything into strength. Into strength and con and dumped decks. Well, no, he didn't dump decks. He just... He just didn't put extra into decks. He's like, he's, he's He's probably got a like 10. He's, he's like a 10 or a 12 decks, but he's got like an eight in his strength and like an eight in his con (laughs) or not eight, but 18 in his strength and an 18 in his con. Exactly. And then like all of his other, like, you know, eh, you know, he's he's actually probably got, it was probably less than that. He's probably got a pretty high cha. Like his wisdom and intelligence are just absolutely in the floor.
2: But he has at least enough charisma to become the governator of Candy Cornia. That is true. I'm the governor of Candy Cornia. <laughs> Get
0: to the chapel. Get to the ballots now. Hmm. Anyway, so it was makeup, not location fees. That was a, that was a nice little, little sneaky I pulled on you. So rare question number four here. The
2: rare fourth question uh so you have you've you've gotten literally everything wrong so far right yeah but i mean this is a sports film maybe i can make my comeback here in the last round maybe you can maybe maybe you can make your comeback so
0: rocky is the first sports film to do what a show the protagonist losing in the end b shot in panavision aka the 2.4 to 1 aspect ratio or C, win an Academy Award for Best Picture?
2: Hmm. Folks, I got a little tip for you. Bet on the other guy. He's probably going to win. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know enough about aspect ratio history to really say, so I'm going to go with C. You're going to go with C? Well, you are
0: mounting a comeback here in the last in the last few moments of the film because uh, it is correct. It's the first sports movie to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Wow. I thought, when I saw that, I was aghast because I'm like, wait, Raging Bull's a thing. Because mm-hmm. I thought, because I know that that movie won a bunch of, or at least was nominated for a ton of Academy Awards, even though I haven't seen it. But no, Rocky won best the Academy Award for Best Picture, which in my estimation means absolutely nothing. Like,
2: It's true. The Emmys don't really mean much. The Emmys? Grammys?
0: Grammys? Same <laughs> difference. Awards. The awards. Awards don't mean much. No, they ain't mean diddle. But no the uh, it did win, win an Academy Award for Best Picture it was the first sports movie to do so um, I guess I technically when I wrote this question I really shouldn't have spoiled it where it's like the protagonist loses in the
2: end but like I think everyone knows that spoiler right like anybody who knows anything about this film probably already knows you know
0: yeah he, does, he doesn't win in the end like that's like the whole point of the movie mm-hmm. um, but to give you an idea though no, uh, Panavision, aka the two the two point four uh, by uh, by one aspect ratio, is the most common aspect ratio. It was actually instituted in the nineteen seventies from the more popular previous two point I think two point two eight by one aspect ratio. So it basically made the screen slightly wider, essentially. Uh, and then even before then, you would have the four three aspect ratio, and then um nowadays like you have like an even wider one where it's like i think 2.6 or something like that i don't remember what it is now aspect ratio so literally movies are just getting wider Mm -hmm. every year (laughs) until it's going to be literally there's the thinnest strip in the middle and then like it's just black bars and you have to use like you have to use a special set of glasses that just widen your your view to around you and in fact no it's just going to be like you have to watch things in vr Uh, And then it's going to blow them up. And so it's going to be like, you're like Cyclops (laughs) looking at this movie anyway. So we have the ultra rare fifth question. Oh dear. So you have a real chance to clinch it at the end to at least not completely get blown out of the water just like Rocky Balboa and (laughs) come back and make a good showing of it. So question number five, because they had trouble getting extras, they had to do what to make it look like the stadium in the final, in the final fight? was full. Was it A used cardboard cutouts and blurred the background, B used only close angles to not show the crowd, or C used stock footage of larger crowds? I'm going to go with C on this one. You know C they used stock footage? Yeah. You're right, but you still lost the trivia, but it's okay because you came back, just like this courtroom drama. Yes, sir. Because, again, they just couldn't get extras. Yes. So they tried to fill this, like, stadium, and they couldn't. So they're like, all right, well, shit, what do we do? So they basically use, like, like stock footage. But there are some places where they're, like, they still film. And, like, it's quick shots. So if you really look, you can see, like, literally, it's like an... Em- like, in one scene, there's a whole bunch of people cheering mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then in another scene, it's like, there's, like, only, like, half of it full.
2: Yeah. Well, folks, I tried to get the jury on my side, but, uh, you know... Judge had to call for a ruling after all that time. It's a shame, but you know they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie.
0: Circling back to the, the Quiet Man.
2: Quiet Man. So I
0: have a friend. I guess I can call them a friend. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out another podcast here. It's one that I don't listen to personally on a regular basis. I've listened to two episodes. It is called the Mouthfeel Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, run by I guess. At this point maybe friend of the show uh um one of the showrunners her name is melissa and basically the whole podcast is it's just her and her co-host talking about weeb shit like watching animes and then basically then like reviewing them and like talking about what they do and then sometimes they go on to tangents i like the tangents they have good chemistry i just don't like weeb shit right
2: yeah, fair enough. But
0: I, I listened to a couple episodes because I'm like, okay, this one seems interesting. This one seems interesting. I think there was one where they did a whole episode on the uh, South Park anime episode. Oh, yeah. And then they talked about also the, uh, what was it? The um, Blade of the Immortal anime, which, yeah. again, I've seen Blade of the Immortal. I like Blade of the Immortal, like the Takashi Miike version. So I'm like, okay, I'll give that one a chance. But she, in a tweet a while ago, I'm going to shout her out here. I'm going to actually pull this up. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the microphone away here for a second. So this this tweet, uh, this is from a while ago. Not super long ago, but long enough ago. So it says, How many men have gotten away with calling Rocky anything but a chick flick from the perspective of a male? It's like four-fifths Adrian and Rocky's love story and one-fifth training in boxing. They even time-skip most of the boxing match that's hyped up the whole movie. So... This is a, from a woman's mouth saying that this is a chick flick. Wow. So have we strayed into chick flick territory here? Now, I brought up I brought up also The Quiet Man because The Quiet Man is not strictly a fully boxing movie. It is a rom-com that has the backdrop of, it, for those of you who don't know what The Quiet Man is, it's one of the best John Wayne films out there. Um, it's not one of his westerns. Uh, it is one of his basically, yeah, his definitely non-standard films that he does, like along with like Donovan's Reef and stuff like that. But the premise is this retired boxer who basically, I don't, did he kill a man in the boxing ring? He did. He did kill a man. I thought it was either he almost killed him or he did kill him.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm like 95% sure that he did kill him because like he talks to like, uh, the, he talks to like the local Irish priest about it who is also a big boxing fan. And- no, 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 no. It's the Protestant minister
0: that no one likes. He moves to the Catholic part, but he talks to the minister because the minister's the only one who knows who he is because he's a boxing fan. Right, right. And so he tells him to keep this on the sly because he's a big boxing fan. The whole point of the movie is that he falls in love with a, and again, it's a rom-com, right? He falls in love with a local girl and he's he's an American being brash. like He's coming back to his hometown. He never really lived there, but his family did, right? He's getting his estate back. Mm -hmm. and he's going after this girl who is essentially the daughter of like the sort of like the big sort of like i guess the english put in like this protestant family in charge of a lot of the land there and so all the catholics resent him there's a lot of tension and he's like all right i want to marry this girl but they don't but they don't and so like there's a whole bunch of other stuff in here that goes on yada 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 rom-com hijinks and at the end, she thinks he's. They all think he's soft because he won't fight this man, mm-hmm. because like he's like he's like this big imposing guy, but so is this other guy, and he's like, all right, I'll fight you for for whatever, and like he's like, no, I won't do it. And the whole premise is, is that like no, he's literally a trained boxer who has killed a man in the ring. He won't do it because he wants to get away from that. That's his past. Great movie. The end of the movie, again, minor spoilers is that they end up fighting. And it's a big long drawn out fight. It's a great fight scene. It's comedic, it's funny. Uh it's actually like got like a lot of really good moments in it. Um and it the whole movie builds up to this, right? But it's also a very serviceable like romantic comedy. Right? It's not a chick flick. It is not. Because it is not at all from the pers- well, it's not really from the perspective of the woman. It's uh, very much dealing with the like the angst of this man coming here trying to get away from his dark past, right? Yeah, and then you in- insert levity like the Irish yeah. locals and all this. And right? of
2: course, at the end, he basically comes and reconciles both his uh, past and his his past, his present, and his future all together.
0: Yeah, in a very nice ending. It's like an Irish Christmas Carol.
2: Yeah, except not at Christmas.
0: Yeah, and the ghost of the ghost of all the future, past, and present is just him punching people at the end.
2: <laughs> yeah. So so wait, why do we watch
0: than a Christmas, Christmas Carol? Carol again? <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, because the dis like so because like the one where Scrooge McDuck is is uh is Scrooge is really good and also George C Scott's amazing. But fair that those are the only two reasons. So Rocky, I love the Quiet Man. It's a great movie. It is one of my favorite John Wayne films of all time this movie based on this i am very very wary of this now because you know like you get all these scenes of like okay yeah there's like you know ooh, he's fighting in this rocky film but then like you think about it most of the time you don't ever remember seeing him fighting like apollo creed it's always like in the sequels where you see him fighting and then when they talk people talk about rocky it's always about, oh, Rocky and Adrian, their relationship.
2: Adrian. <laughs> like, is this going to be a chick flick? Maybe. Is that going to be a bad thing?
0: <sighs> All right. Here's what I'm going to say. I don't think that Rocky is going to be as funny as The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man had a good emotional impact. It also had a lot of levity yes. throughout there to make it so that it was not just a chick flick. It was kind of a... In actually some places it was sort of a dark comedy, but it was it was a lighthearted, it, it was a comedy that fluctuated between lighthearted and dark, but there were a lot of like darker themes and elements underneath that went through with this character. I get the feeling that Rocky is going to be this sort of thing where you're trying to see like, it's like this guy with spunk trying to make his way in the world. He's trying to, he's like John Wayne on the, on the front end of this thing right where he's like trying to make his way as a boxer versus him trying to get away as a famous boxer so it's a very different story but in this case he's like you're you're wanting to root for him right yeah to get the girl but to me all i'm going to be thinking of is like it's like is it like is there going to be some like nicely good you know well-timed comedy in this rom-com and I'm going into this movie, or at least I was for a lo- for a while. I always thought, yeah, Rocky's a boxing movie. There's going to be some good boxing. If there's not a lot of really good boxing at the end, like if the if the boxing match at the end of a boxing movie is not well done, or it's not like if if me sitting through the like the hour and like however many minutes of the film to get to the boxing match is not worth the payout of the boxing match. Then, like, you failed at being a good boxing film. Might and as so, well have
2: taken a dive.
0: Yes. And I don't like chick flicks generally. I like some rom coms. Like, again, it's unfair to say that really The Quiet Man is really a rom com. It's a lot of different movies together. But it, at its core, it is a rom com that turns into a boxing film, right? Mm-hmm. With that sort of underlaid underneath it. It's got a lot of other elements to it so if there's a good complexity and a good balance of boxing and rom-com and the payout at the end is worth it then i think rocky's going to be okay yeah i get the hype i get it fine i don't really like sylvester stallone like i've never really liked him as an actor and his face always bothered me and his like voice just grates on me so i think that that's 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 you're already like negative down in my estimation
2: on rocky yeah i'm it's true, his voice is kind of wooden and his face did look like it went through a wood chipper. On the other hand, you do have Burgess
0: Meredith, Carl Weathers. I like both of those guys. like they're both good actors. Um, I, I like them in the roles that I've seen them in. This one's a real this one's a real toss up for me. Um, so I'm not sure what to think. Now it, again if if again, our friend here is correct and it is a mostly a chick flick. I am probably going to just outright not like this. So I, I don't know. It has to it has to end well on a, like, basically, the, the fight has to be good. <laughs> the fight has to be good for me to have endured all of this other tangential bullshit that I don't really care about. And you also have to, the stuff that I don't really care about, which is the, you know, all of the relationship stuff beforehand, it has to be good and draw me into the character and the story. So if the characters are good it draws me in and the fight's a good payoff, then great. But if it's just frustrating me with like, all right, get to the fighting. Where's the next scene of fighting? Mm -hmm. It's going to be bad. Fair enough. I
2: don't know. What about you? Well, I don't know. I mean, Rocky Balboa, like the Rocky series has like generally, at least for for most of the movies, has been about the fighting. But maybe the first movie was about just the character of Rocky. Like, just following, following this guy from Philadelphia. And, uh, I mean, you're probably going to hate me for saying this. Maybe it was supposed to be a character study in the first place. Oh, God. Um, also, <laughs> they really, for me to, re- I, honestly, you
0: reminded me of something very important. This character is from Philadelphia. So, like, you have to really do something special for me to care about a character from Philadelphia. Fair enough. Or like them. Like even even the characters from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, like all of those people, like they're irredeemable human beings, but they're like charming in a way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I don't like them, but like do I like them? Kind of like they're they're charming in a in a very vile way. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I don't think I don't think Rocky Balboa is meant to be charming in a vile way. Certainly not. I don't even know if he's meant to be, I think he's meant to be charming in a certain way, but like, I don't know that he's meant to. And like, also a lot of it too is like he, like Stallone said, like Rocky was a lot like self biographical, but instead of like the story of some guy trying to sell a script and be an actor, it's him trying to do like stuff. So it's kind of, it's like a slight semi biography. Hmm. And man, I hate movies. Do you know those people who like only watch movies that are like, Oh man. I wasn't interested in this movie until I heard that it was based
2: on a true story. Do you know those people? I have not met a person like that in real life. I, I have seen those people. I personally
0: work with four of them oh, within Jesus. like within like three cubicles of me. Oh Jesus! They are the worst people. The other day, someone was talking about what was it? it was some the woman king? What now? Uh, the woman king? No, 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 not the woman king. No, 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 no. It was some movie about, like, the lawyer who handled the payouts from, like, from, like, the nine eleven claims or something. So, like, the worst, the most boring bullshit that you can ever think of, right? Yeah. Where, I think it's starring, like, Kevin Spacey or something. <laughs> and then, like, it, I think it's called Worth, maybe? I don't recall, but it was, that like... That sounds right. Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's, it's this Netflix movie, and they were talking about it, and, like... And, like, the two, the people he was talking to, he was kind of talking to me and, like, one of my other coworkers who was sitting next to me who, like, the guy, he's kind of, like, that was sitting next to me is kind of like, okay, whatever. Yeah, this, this sounds interesting. And I'm nodding along, like, I don't want to say that this sounds like the most boring bullshit that I've ever heard of in my life, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, boss, sure. Great. That sounds fun. Um, just nodding along. And then, like, as soon as he says, like, oh, yeah, it's like, like, the, the, the one woman turns around and says, wait is it based on a true story? And then my boss is like, yes. And she's like, oh my God, it's based on a true story. I'll have to go watch that. And then literally two other people turned around. And like, as yeah. you, as you heard it, and it's these women like, oh my God, based on a true story. That sounds great. I want to watch it now. Like, Man, I'm, this is I'm some office
2: space comedy bullshit right here. It
0: was. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I just want to like watch weird ass Korean films. I have nothing in common with you people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You only watch movies if they are if they are based on a true story. I watch Takeshi Miike films. We are not the same.
0: I think some of his movies have been based on a true on on a true story because it's it's in Japan. I mean that's true, but at the same time,
2: like Japan isn't real life anyway. <laughs> yeah, the, everybody knows that Japan's just anime all the time, right? Yes. So, like, yes. Like, the man makes films in, like, three weeks. Unless you're, like, Saw or something, nobody's matching you.
0: Yeah, dude, like, I, but I'm just sitting there thinking, like, I'm going to just blow my brains out because I, I like, I literally have nothing in common with these people. They, like, literally, like, stereotypically, and this is the first time this has happened, too, at my work, where it's, like, they'll, like, someone will be talking about a movie. It's, like, that's always the qualifier. I went to the movies and I saw this movie. It was based on a true story. That's, like, their selling point these people they exist i hate it mm-hmm. like as people they're okay they're kind they're pretty much cringe normies mm-hmm. like they're 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 fine enough people But when they talk about movies i want to just throttle them fair enough i i've i hopefully they never find this podcast because i haven't told them about it and i never plan to well but if they know. do then i guess i'll apologize right now by saying like yes you're nice people but absolutely Fuck, watch some other movies besides based on real life movies. Anyway, I just want to know if you've ever heard that. So this is a movie who's, it's, it's, oh, it's based on a true story. Kind of. It's like semi-biographical. It might be a chick flick. They might skip through some of the fighting and training. It sounds like a pretty bad movie to me. Fair enough. Anyway, do you have anything else you want
2: to say on any of that? I mean, I don't know. Much like a person in a sports film, I'm willing to give this kid a shot. I don't really have much to say. I was probably going to go into the ratings here. I think I'm going to put this at a. on a on a scale of like zero to five Snake Pliskins. I'm going to put this at a three. At a three? I go to movies to escape. Mm-hmm. Movies to me are a form
0: of escapism. So the closer they are to real life, generally the least I like them. Now, there are exceptions. I've seen some gritty real life films and I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty good. But in general, I like films that have at least a certain amount of whimsy to them, whether that's, you know, horrendous, horrific things that are happening that like, like while they might happen in real life, very much really are not part of real life. And then you can kind of like go on and like, oh, I'm running away. Like I I don't, I usually tend to suspend my disbelief on a lot of films because to me, that's the magic of film. We're watching something that that's the reason why I like role playing games too. Like we're We're doing something that could be real, but really not in our sort of, like, every day-to-day lives, right? Yeah. This movie is semi-biographical. It's actually based also on a true story of another uh, boxer who I believe fought Muhammad Ali for, like, 19 rounds. He was, like, a a no-name. So it's based on that, too. So it's based on that movie, or that actual incidents and also rocky balboa's life which again if you go like 19 rounds with ali then yeah you should have a movie made about you like that's fine yeah fair enough uh, but like i just don't think i'll like this it's gonna be like typical 80s like 80s sort of like like romantic chick flick bs with some like 80s like bs action if the fights aren't good like you're really bringing me down man you're bringing down my vibe. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give this a. I think I'm gonna give Rocky a 1.5, or even a two. No, you know I'll be fair. I'll give it a two. Okay. I'm giving Rocky a two tentatively, two out of 5, two out of five snake plisskens, and that to me I'm I'm being generous because I think I'm going into this not thinking that I'm gonna like it at all. Yeah, I think I'll at least enjoy it. Okay. Well. I guess, with that said, we should just go and see if this is really a chick flick or not, huh?
2: Yeah. Money down on uh, which one of us comes out on top? Uh,
0: I don't know. I think you're going to like it more than me for sure, and I think you're going to bring your rating up. Hmm. I think my rating, I think my rating's probably going to stay where it is.
2: All right. Well, then. that's uh, my That's my prediction. All right, folks. Let's get into the ring and settle this, shall we? See you guys on the other side. This is what I'm looking for.
0: The Italian
2: Stallion. Look, it's the name, man, the
1: Italian Stallion. The media will eat it up. Guy comes up, offers me a fight, big dude. Wanna fight the fight, yeah, I'll fight the big fight. I'll drop him in three. The fight used to be tossing me, but no more, you know? See, all I wanted to do out of fight was prove I was no bum that I had to stuff to make a good pro, you know? Up. See you and your girl, Adrian, you have a nice time, man. Adrian ain't sharp. Apian is a loser. Don't these birds look like candy, you know? Like flying candy. <laughs> Women weaken legs. Apollo Creed meets the Italian Stallion. Sounds like a damn monster. monster movie. Yo, Adrian, it's me, Rocky. Rocky Balboa? Never heard of him. I ain't had no problem, I ain't had They're afraid. None of them got a prayer whipping me got hard, but you'll fight like a goddamn ape. Nothing special about you, you never got your nose busted. Well, leave it that way,
0: and I
2: should put in
1: what's left of your mind. When do I fight again?
0: From here on in, do what I tell you to do, because it's bad for my reputation. You understand?
1: Very American. now know, it's very smart.
0: Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am back with Dan. How's it going? Well, I feel like I went 10 rounds with Jesus. No, it's I feel like I got, uh, I went 10 rounds with Mighty Thor, and then I would say, and I feel like I got mauled by Jesus. Oh, You got it backwards. Un-un-fucking-believable. Get out. You're never welcome on this podcast again for getting that niche reference wrong
2: okay i'll see you later
0: all right bye uh anyway that's it for us folks all right you came back that's fine you can come back we can at least finish this one (laughs) anyways we're back from watching the chick flick rocky yes sir man there really was not a lot of boxing in this movie was there there was like two fights in the whole movie there's like the opening fight and the ending fight and like literally they cut out like all of the best, like, the most thematic parts of what should have been, like, really tense boxing drama in mm-hmm. the ring. They, like, all right, because I think they said, uh, what was it? they He was going to knock him out in three, right? Like, Creed yeah. was going to knock him out in three. And guess what? They They showed round one. They showed round two, and then they skipped from round three to, like, round 18 or some shit. They skipped the third round, which was the one Apollo Creed was the whole time saying that, like, I'm gonna knock him out in three. Like, you... You absolute fucking morons! You could have had a decent movie where, yeah, okay. After the third round, you show the montage, right? Yeah. Like you show the montage, then you show like you show the first three, show the last three. The first three, it's like all right. The first one, Rocky doesn't, Rocky doesn't get you know knocked out. As a matter of fact, he like punches him him, in the glass jaw. Yeah, yeah, he punches the guy and like he's surprised. Second round, like Apollo Creed comes out a little bit stronger. Rocky holds on third round apollo creed just almost knocks the ever-loving shit out of rocky and then like at the very end like you think rocky's gonna get up one two three four five six seven eight nine which happens in round one right i think or some shit you have that happen and then rocky gets up at the end as the bell rings and apollo creed's about to beat the shit out of him and then like you see everyone like you know apollo creed see you know his face is shit shit gets real this guy is for real i should have listened to my man who was watching him the whole time instead of doing business right yeah like oh man this shit got real and then you show the montage of like them just sparring back and forth and you show like the last three rounds to mirror and then it's kind of the opposite where it's like you know apollo Creed gets knocked down like in one of the rounds and he gets up in the last 10 in the last round like ah and as it was, like, no one even got knocked out. It was just like they did a technical, they did a TKO because they ran out of time, which was so anticlimactic. And then it's like, uh, Adrian, come here. Get to the ring now. And then she comes in, and then it freeze frame ends like a fucking stupid ass 80s film. And I hate it. Uh, even though it's 1976. So I imagine all of those, like, fuckboy 80s directors that took. Like, all of those absolute asshole 80s directors, right, that did this whole, like, freeze frame, end of the movie, in the middle of, like, the action, no denouement, sort of, like, you know, we we, we see the characters in the aftermath. Like, they got all this from here. This is ground zero, I'm assuming. Um, I haven't seen any of the other movies that were earlier that did this, and I'm I, there have to be, right? But I'm going to blame Rocky because the ending was garbage and the fight was trash,
2: so are you are you saying right now that you have declared a new enemy of the show and this enemy of the show is Rocky?
0: I think so. It's just the movie Or was Rocky. it just the 80s? Uh, John Alvinson, Actually, John Alvinson, and I'm going to also throw him under the bus because I think he's the one who did it. John mm-hmm. Alvinson directed The Karate Kid, who had the same fucking ending. <laughs> the Karate Kid had the same ending as Rocky. It, it ended with an unlikable protagonist beating this guy. It was a cool moment. There was some cool training, but it ended in the middle of, like, at the very end of the fight. There was no denouement. No characters got comeuppance other than, like, the, you know, uh, the the guy. And even, even the guy that Daniel fought, who's now the protagonist of um, Cobra Kai, <laughs> like, he had a better arc as a human being. Like, if he, like, you know, if you let this go on where it's, like, you know, oh man, like, uh, oh, I was led astray by my bad instructor. It's like, oh, I'm just a misguided kid. Like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Whereas Daniel Son was just kind of like, they give Hayden Christensen and Jake Lloyd crap about being a whiny like teen protagonist. But like Daniel Son really is like <laughs> a really he's like the proto whiny teen protagonist. So I think um, I think John Alvidson, who directed Rocky and the karate Kid is the enemy of the show now
2: all right well folks you heard it here straight from the
0: horse's mouth yeah i hated this ending this ending was bad and again the little brief moments of decent fighting that they had in this movie were completely just all of any of the tension of like rocky winning or losing based on the entire setup of the film were completely just undermined in the last like you know 20 minutes of the film yeah. Like any of the good setup that happened in this film, which there was some. It was like there was some inspiring, there was the inspiring training montage that everyone cites as like, "Oh, this is the moment. It's the training montage. It's the one everyone holds up to like, "Oh, are you as good as the are you as good of a montage as Rocky?" It's like Yeah, it was decent, but like I've seen better montages,
2: I think, because other films learned from it and did better things. True, but like These things you kind of got to take, like, from an at-the-time kind of perspective.
0: Yeah. As the audience seeing this in the day and age where this was the thing happening, like, this was a great montage. But people have learned from it since, and there have been better montages. One I can throw off the top of my head is from uh, Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day had a brilliant montage. I loved it. It was amazing. It was way better than Rocky, but, like, whatever. Fair enough. Anyway, that's my rant
2: on, on on the ending of Rocky. What have you got for me? Well. I'll let you speak now. Thanks. I, re- I really appreciate this uh, this chance. I don't know. I get the feeling that, like, while, while your friend was right, this movie is a chick flick in, like, uh, many senses of the word. Shout out to uh, Melissa
0: from the Mouthfeel podcast. <laughs> uh, I will link the, I have the link in the show notes. You can check them out. They're a bunch of filthy weebs, just like Dan, so. Hey oh.
2: But yeah, like, I mean, I kinda get the feeling that, like, this was like you were right. This is this kind of feels like an autobiography by uh, Sylvester Stallone himself. Basically, like, it's a story of a guy trying to get his trying to get his one shot. For Rocky, that's his one shot at uh, actually becoming a household name boxer. For Sylvester Stallone, it's of becoming either an actor or a writer, I suppose. I mean, it's like they say, I mean, you know, you've only got one chance,
0: do not this chance to blow this opportunity comes once in a lifetime you better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it but anyway so yeah uh i actually need to see eight mile because now that i've seen rocky i feel like no eight mile is just rocky but probably actually better because i've seen a couple of the rap battles from eight mile and i'm like those are actually cool <laughs> right whereas and i feel like they probably draw on they've learned the mistakes from rocky and they've applied them to this other movie. So now I really actually, all this Rocky has made me want to do is watch 8 Mile now for some reason. Uh, Because I'm like, oh, it's like another really shithole, former steel town down on your luck, skinny ass white piece of shit who tries to like live his dream. But, you know, instead of like, you know, literally punching black people in the face, like he rap battles black people in the face. Yeah. Um. I I don't know. (laughs) To me, like, the whole time, I was like, I'm like, man, I'm Team Apollo. Like, Apollo, in a time, in a day and age where racism is an an extremely still prevalent thing, right? Yeah. Like, you have a self-made black man who's a positive role model in the community. He is like Bill Cosby, but without the rape allegations. Like, he (laughs) is a wholesome man who has done business for himself. I'm fully on Team Apollo. He's giving a man a chance to yeah. basically make himself, you know, to make his way in the world. He's giving, you know, yeah. he's saying like, oh, what, what better way for me, an so, African American man in this current day and age to give not just like some other black guy a chance, like to give some, some like down on his luck white guy.
2: Like how, yeah. like, that's like, that's like, I'm it's giving, no- uh, I'm giving this local guy the shot at the, nobody wants to box me. I'm giving this, this fucking local hick the chance. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, it's a brilliant PR move. It's, like, it's very
0: generous, honestly. Like, even if he doesn't win, he got to fight Apollo Creed for three rounds. Like... You make a man, basically. He is literally saying like, all right, I'm going to take this no name and turn him into somebody. And it's going to all be, you know, I'm giving back to the community, right? That supported me so much. When and I was starting out. or And it was not even that. It was also even a dig to the other guy who wouldn't fight him. He's like, oh, you think you're doing stuff for your community? Look at me. I'm doing more stuff for your community than I ever could. I'm throwing shade at you and I'm doing good. And I'm a self-made man. I'm a great role model. I was fully on Team Apollo the whole time. And honestly, I wanted Apollo to just mop the floor with Rocky. Yeah, no, Apollo Creed is a, like one of my favorite characters in this film. He really was. Now, again, I think they tried to make him out to be like a little bit like because this film really didn't have a villain because it's not really that kind of movie because it is a chick flick. You don't have a I villain in chick flicks.
2: Yeah, he he's the antagonistical force. Yeah, he is. He's the antagonistical force, or he's the. Yeah, he's the. And they give him a couple of like maybe. I suppose you could think of them as like negative traits. Yeah, where it's like like in his first interview when it's like, uh, hey, how do you feel about being heavyweight champ or like whatever they ask him? He's like, you know what? Don't go get into boxing, kids. Get in school. Learn, learn, get into business. That's how you get them. Well,
0: I mean, that's the thing, though. But he's like,
2: like, like everybody's like acting like that's some kind of horrible thing. But he's just saying no learn from my mistakes kid boxing uh, boxing's a nowhere job it's Get a yourself wholesome a
0: re- yeah it's a wholesome role model and like later on in the film where he's yeah. like not taking the fight seriously yeah but and they, like the guy's watching like the oh, interview the interviews where he's like beating me he's like hey you might want to see this apollo i don't think this guy's like a joke and then like he doesn't pay attention because he's doing like business yeah it's like yeah of course he's doing business that's what he's in this business for like he's making a living killing is his business ladies and business is good is good i i was fully on team apollo the whole time nothing made me change my my position like because rocky in and of himself like i think again it's one of those movies where this this film is very much of a time (laughs) It is a very problematic film generally speaking if you look at it from a modern lens. Now again, I don't gener- generally have issues with problematic things in films. Mm-hmm. This movie like well had some moments where I was like, mm, "This is kind of making me uncomfortable, dudes."
2: Yeah, like like the scene that pops to my mind is like like the second scene where Rocky's talking to Adrian and it's like like she's not saying anything. She's it, it's like she's tr- clearly trying to ignore him. But he's talking to her anyway and making it and making digs at her. And it's just falling flat.
0: Yeah. Like she's clearly autistic. (laughs) Like she is literally like she's, she's, she's got the tism. She's on the spectrum. She doesn't want to talk to strangers, even if she does happen to find him attractive, which like clearly like she really never does until like she notices, like until she sees Rocky as essentially a way out of her abusive brother's household. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's the only time when she sees him as like attractive and even even before then, like there's the whole scene where he literally date rapes her. Like that's mm-hmm. literally a thing that happens in this movie is that Rocky physically bars her from leaving his house and then they it's implied that they bang. And mm-hmm. it's like he, it's like she wants to leave and is telling him no and it's like no this I've bro, I've seen I've seen a Serbian film and this move, that
2: scene made me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, no, he's literally raping her. I must not have been paying attention because I can't remember what the fuck you're talking about. It's Either the, that or I somehow blocked the scene from my memory. Oh, it's the scene where she goes back, you know, like, like they're, um, they're out for Thanksgiving,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, they go out and they do like, like the whole like thing, the ice skating, the ice skating rink and, rink. and it's like, he's like, Oh, why don't you come back to my place? Huh? It's like, oh, you come on in. Uh, you want to sit down? You can go to the bathroom in my apartment. Huh? Mm-hmm. And then, like, literally, like, you know, he's talking about, like, his turtles and stuff. And she's, like, kind of, like, really, she doesn't want to go in, but she does anyway because, like, she's in a shitty part of town. With some strange man that she like, she knows on a certain level, but doesn't really know, right? <laughs> and then literally, like they start talking, and like he starts making uncomfortable advances to her, and then she literally is like, "No, I I want to leave." And she tries to walk out the door as he physically arm bars her and says, "No, like uh, it's like come on, you know, whatever." And it's like it's literally that scene from like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where it's like, "Oh, they'll have sex with us because of the implication." That dude, how is that not rape? <laughs> that's that's the whole scene. And then after that, like Adrian gets Stockholm syndrome because again, she's on the spectrum. She is like <laughs> she's literally like, "All right, I've 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 done the deed with this guy. I'm, you know, this is the the most intimate probably she's ever been with a man." And who doesn't treat her like absolute garbage like her brother. So she then gets immediate Stockholm Syndrome and then moves in with Rocky because her brother is a piece of garbage. He really is. He really is. And by, by comparative standards in that day and age, we would say, no, good for Adrian. She's gotten out of this bad situation. But she's gone basically out of the frying pan and into the fire because she's gone from, yeah, probably a verbally abusive drunk, maybe occasionally hits her. Probably there's no insinuation of, like, you know, molestation yeah. there other than, like, maybe he gets a little rough with her and yells at her, mm-hmm. which is bad, right? But then she goes from that situation into literal physical Stockholm syndrome and rape. Mm. And that was so uncomfortable not only that but rocky again counterpointing rocky is a bad role model like apollo creed is like you know a fine upstanding gentleman uh rocky is this dude who again he date rapes a retarded girl to mm-hmm. use the parlance of the times and then he also tells a 12 year old girl that she's a whore like 15 times where it's like, oh, you don't want to be out with them, you're a whore. Yeah, you ain't got no boyfriend. And he's like, he's talking to her, it's like, this is super uncomfortable, dude. Like, yeah, okay, you're you're trying to paint Rocky as a good
2: upstanding member of the community. Except he's not, because he works for the fucking mob.
0: Yeah, he works for the mob, and he's calling a 12-year-old girl a whore, uh, and
2: basically... To be fair, he's saying that they're going to call her a whore. Yeah, but... But he does say it like 15 times. He does say it 15 times. He's essentially insinuating, no, if you keep
0: doing this, if you do what you're doing, they're going to call you a whore, which means I'm calling you a whore. (laughs) And then like, and then like, yeah, they're trying to paint him in a, in a good light and then after that, like he date rapes an autistic chick, and then he goes on to like basically like has this moment where he's like, Oh, it's like, uh, oh, you never cared about me, no nothing. You know, where Burgess Meredith comes and's like, I wanna train you. Ah, quack, quack,
2: yeah. Quack, quack, quack. yeah. And
0: he's like, No, no, no. And there's like this kind of like moment of like, all right, I've gotten over myself. I'm like, you know, I'm being a little bit like redemptive here, with like, all right, I'm gonna give you another chance. You're get, you know, it's like you're giving me a chance. I'm going to give you a chance. And it starts to kind of build up this little bit of like thing. There's not enough training with Burgess Meredith, like the whole <laughs> thing, like the, there's training montages, mostly it's just him running. There's no like, oh, hey, you've got to learn. You're a Southpaw. I, I'm going to show you how to do this maneuver because Apollo Creed's this way. We're studying fights. There was none of that. It was just like a couple montages and like some scenes with him and Adrian where they were like hey, we're doing PR here, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that, where it's literally just him and Adrian dating and nothing like about like what I wanted to see, which was I wanted to see technical boxing prowess. Like, Rocky is learning to go from, like, shit-stained tough guy boxer to, like, oh, kind of world-class boxer because of the, you know, this tutelage by this washed-up
2: sort of guy where you have this good redeeming arc. But no, yeah. it's just literally, like, you instead, show a couple
0: montage scenes and then no, he goes I, there.
2: Instead instead they show him beating his meat. Yeah, they do. They
0: literally just show him beating his meat the whole time. <laughs> oh. oh, thanks folks for listening. Uh we'll end with that one. Good night, everybody. <laughs> it was just I like I have no nostalgia for this movie, and honestly, like it, it I, the entire time I was thinking this would have been such a better movie if it was like Apollo Creed like I don't know, just being the protagonist. Like, I, I I don't know. I mean, you couldn't have done that very well because it, Apollo Creed is meant to be, like, He's the, the overdog. Champion. He's the overdog, right? You can't have a movie where the underdog or the overdog really, like, is, is the, the protagonist. protagonist. Because then you just have a Steven Seagal film. It's like, Steven Seagal can't die in his films.
2: <laughs> He's um, Steven fucking Seagal.
0: Yeah, also, I, um... I've only ever seen like two Steven Seagal films which but that's apparently how all of them go and also I'm gonna have to do some more Steven Seagal films on this podcast because I've realized his actual real life is just batshit insane. Anyway I'll save that for another episode that I want to go in on on Steven Seagal but what else do you have for me on Rocky? Uh, I'm just gonna keep ranting here if you (laughs) let
2: me. I mean I don't know like I mean, when the film was starting out, I did kind of like the fact that uh, that Rocky was actually working for the mob because, like, it's the perfect kind of thing for a uh, Yoko boxer to be doing. Yeah, because, just a like, shitbag boxer. Yeah, yeah, because like, yeah, his only real like, like his only export is violence, and so the only thing he's going to do is he's going to work for people who need violence. Yeah, and the people who need violence done is the mafia. Yeah, and he although he's, he's, not, appara- yeah, he's, although not he's smart apparently, although he's to... apparently shit at that too, because he doesn't break the guy's thumb.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the other thing too, where it's like they're trying to build him up. He's a shitbag, but he's a good guy at heart, right? I don't think they ever really like, again, I think they're trying to establish it. And I think of the time, if we watched it in, you know, 1976, when this came out, I think with that mentality, we
2: probably would have said like, oh,
0: no, yeah, Rocky's a good guy.
2: The funny thing is, Gatso actually kind of looks like a good guy by the time that all this goes out. Because he, like, he gives Rocky $500 fucking dollars, no strings attached. Yeah, he doesn't ask him to pay it back. I'm like, what is the... I was
0: thinking that was going to come into play later. Where it's like, if you don't win this back, we're going to come break your yeah. thumbs.
2: Or, or he does a thing where it's like, what the mob would do back in the day, which is just like oh, hey, you know how you how I give you that $500 back? Yeah, I made a bet with these guys that you'd last until this long. So if you don't take a dive by then, or if you don't last till then, I'm going to break your fucking thumbs.
0: Yeah, where it's like, okay. So again, this would have made a much more complex sort of moment where it's like, okay, you know, or, or more tension, right? Where it's like Rocky's training. Again, you see this whole thing where it's like you're setting up this this moment where Apollo Creed it's obvious, it's telegraphed that Apollo Creed is going to get his bell rung at some point by Rocky because he's not paying attention to Rocky.
2: Yeah. Right? He, he's not taking him seriously.
0: The, he's just hes just in it for the show. Yeah. You as the audience member know that Rocky is going to, if not win, he's going to give Apollo a run for his money, right? And the tension lies in that, is Rocky going to win? Is he going to lose? We all know that Rocky loses, technically speaking, <laughs> even though it's a shit ending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But to make it more complicated, to basically say, like, oh, no, maybe you have less rounds, right? And again, I know this is based on a real-life thing, but maybe, maybe, um, you know, the mob does come to collect. Maybe they break his toe, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. look, Rocky, I gave you this, you know, with the, with the chances of, you know, you doing this, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's like, oh, all right, we're going to either... We're going to, like, you know, break your toe or some shit, you know, because you don't need that to box. Like, or yeah. we're going to, like, do something else to you. Yeah. You, you know, don't
2: need that to box.
0: Or break people's thumbs. Yeah, or break people's thumbs. Like, you know, we're going to give this back to you. Like, maybe, like, Rocky did, like, ask him. Instead of having him give him the money, he's like, hey, you know, I need this money. I'm going to have this big fight. I need to, you know, take out my girl. You know, yada, 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 da, da, mm-hmm. uh, And all that stuff. I need to prepare for the fight. I need to get, you know, all this gear because I can't afford it. like. You do all this stuff. You get the money from the moth. It's like, yeah, good luck, Rocky. You know, you you know, it's a standard contract. You'll owe me, you know, some money or whatever before yeah. the fight. And it looks like maybe Rocky's gonna leave or do something else. You throw something, and then it's a thing. And they either break his toe or like there's a threat at the yeah. end of him. Basically, like, you know, that's why you have a denouement, right? And also,
2: kind of paying off what Mick was saying when he was yelling at Rocky about like uh, all of his things. The reason why I never trained you is because you were working for the fucking mob. I know, right?
0: And and the thing is, is that like, you have, if you put a denouement in the end where it's like, Rocky does lose, okay, well, maybe he doesn't make the money back for the guy. And you have a tense scene where it's like, you know, they're gonna break Rocky's fucking hand, Mm -hmm. he's never gonna box again. Right? Because he made a deal, as it turns out, like, hey, he went too many rounds. He didn't win enough money to cover the, the money that he fronted up, right? Something like that. And then the guy comes out and says, like, look, Rock, out of the goodness of my heart, like, you've, you know, hey, it's the mir- it's a Christmas miracle. You've changed my mind. You've done a good
2: thing for this town. You've given a lot of people hope. You know, it's like, yeah, you're a like good symbol. If a real boxer like you can go this many rounds with Apollo Creed and still not go down. You know what? I'll give it to you. This, yeah. uh, this is a good thing for everybody.
0: And everyone knows that you work for me, Rock. It's great PR for me. Like, you basically have this moment where you think Rocky's going to get his hand smashed, you know, and never box again. And then like, oh, hey, good job. And then like, you know what? You can, you know, if you want to keep working for me, I'll put you on full time. You'll get a real good gig. You'll be my driver. And then Rocky, like, oh, man, this it's, it's, it's like a dream job. He's got a cushy job. He doesn't have to hit people no more. He's kind of a face of the organization. He's a good guy. Everyone knows Rocky. And he's working for this guy. He must be legit. And then he turns it down because he just wants to, you know, he's like, oh, I found out that I'm a better person than I thought I could be. I've learned to grow and everything. Huh? So now I'm going to be with my girl, Adrienne, and I'm going to take boxing real serious like now (laughs) i'm sorry to turn you down man and it's like oh okay rock well good luck with with that and then you know that's a that's a more wholesome ending than just like we skip a bunch of tense boxing scenes and then we fucking end yeah (laughs) like just anything right you you add a little bit more in there like you just like you you make him grow as a person because all Rocky does is like he he does aspire to be better. there's like this one moment where he starts to be better and then it really never goes anywhere
2: mm-hmm.
0: like where he accepts Burgess Meredith you know back into his life and it just it it's yeah it and just, the, there's no he, there's very little boxing.
2: And even Burgess, Mickey, he's given Rocky this chance specifically because, like, you know, I just want you to take this shot because you're never going to get another one like this. This is this is a miracle that this happened. Like, you're going to need somebody in your corner. I'm going to be the guy in your corner because, let's be honest, nobody else is going to.
0: Yeah, it's implied that a lot of people know Rocky in that sort of business and, like, no one really wants to. They, they don't take him seriously, right? Burgess Meredith knows, he's like, all right, if I have a chance to to get you yeah. into fighting shape, you have a chance. Because I've seen your potential, you just haven't
2: been living up to it. Yeah. It's like and no also, one else... you work for the mob, but you know what? In this case, I'm going to give it a pass, because you've got a real shot here. Yeah, kid. you've got a real shot.
0: It never has a chance to become inspiring, because you're never inspired by Rocky, other than like, all right, yeah, Apollo Creed is already he's already established as he's he's a made man right yeah but even that's more inspiring at any given time than rocky going from basically again like shit-stained boxer to better boxer but also still being kind of a shit-stained human being mm-hmm. and also i thought it was really funny too or it's like uh there is that moment at the end where um uh, adrian's like My glasses, I can't see without my glasses. She had her complete Velma moment there at the Mm -hmm. end. It's like, Rocky, where are you? I can't see anything without my glasses. Because Rocky is like, that's another thing where it's like, that's a shitbag move. Where he's like, hey, yo, Adrian, you look way better without these glasses. You look very beautiful. But she can't fucking see.
2: Yeah, and it's not like this is in like, even like. She can't put in contacts. Yeah, where are you getting contacts in the fucking 70s? (laughs) No,
0: you can't. So, like, she's literally out there, Velma dinkling her way through this crowd of people, like, trying to get to Rocky, Rocky!
2: You know, <laughs> who's
0: basically, like, Stockholm-syndromed her into, like, being with her, and, like, she's literally sacrificing her ability to see for this guy who date-raped her. I feel so bad for Adrian, dude. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, okay, at least, again... At the very least, she got out of the situation with her brother. But at the same time, like, a frying pan fire, same difference. You're going to get cooked either way, kid. You should have just stayed at the pet store and been a spinster for the rest of your life. Uh, and then maybe made enough money to move out onto your own. Like, leave your brother. Uh, best case scenario, Adrian's brother dies in a car accident later that year. be Or, or has a heart attack because he's a fat slob. And then he, like... And then she like has the house to herself. And then she lives a a quiet life selling pets because she gets pets. (laughs) She understands animals. She doesn't understand humans because she's fucking autistic. She's got the tism real hard. So you have said multiple times. I know. It's just, it just made me like absolutely like upset. And again, like I said, different, different time period. Again, a lot of people will be like, Oh, you snowflake, you just can't handle this. Like, no, Rocky's a shit stain and Adrian is Adrian was like a nice person who worked at a pet store that he took advantage of and it's
2: unfortunate yeah I mean if you can manage to make a mob boss look like a good person you've probably done something wrong yeah yeah and that's the thing like yeah he does
0: make the mob boss look like a good guy in the end even though like it's explicitly said like no Rocky you can't just not break people's thumbs you have to break people's thumbs Rocky you're making me look bad
2: yeah I mean what kind of guy would I be if I didn't deliver on the promise of breaking a guy's thumbs for not paying me? That's this reflects badly on me, Rock. <sighs> I I know, it's just <sighs> I even like am struggling
0: to like look at this movie in a positive light because so much like like essentially like really just like irks me about this film again i liked apollo i like the character of apollo creed i liked the sort of overall way the story was going like in just a general sense it's a it's a decent like you know underdog story that like you can get behind like you're supposed it's supposed to be super simple and that you, you but you just fucked it up good um, idea bad execution yeah good idea bad execution and and i don't know how much was cut out for like you know studio meddling reasons because again stallone was the one who wrote this like he it was self-biographical at a certain point, um, but they changed, like, bo- screenwriting and acting to boxing. Like, I, I don't know. It's it just, it's hard for me to kind of really get behind this film in any meaningful sense, right? I think that they did a, some, where they were actually did boxing in this film, mm-hmm. it was okay. Like, it was decent, right? I think, I remember, again, I mentioned in the first half, I haven't seen a ton of boxing movies, but, like... I remember Cinderella Man by with Russell Crowe in it. That was a decent boxing film. And I'm like, though that actually like had sort of like an ending where it was like, and I think if I recall now, I think I said the wrong thing. I think he's like, actually, like if he gets in the ring, he might die because he's taken one too many hits and he's like a former heavyweight champion, but he has to get in the ring again so he can support his family because it's depression times or some shit like that. It's inspiring. That one's like, no, like you tear up a bit because he's like, he's literally risking his life to provide for his family and while also like, you know, trying to get back into the thing he loves. It's great. It's sort of, a, it's a redemption story. This one is like, no, you're just a, you're just a dude who breaks people's thumbs and eats too many cheesesteaks. I don't know. Sounds about right. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't have, I hardly had any empathy for Rocky Balboa in this film. And maybe that changes in sequels. I don't know, but at this point I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm I want the Russian man to kill him. If he dies, he dies. dies. Oh man, dude, that's just that's just silly. It kind of makes me want to watch like um almost watch Creed, which is the the ones where it's Apollo he's like training. He becomes Mickey and then he's training Apollo Creed's son because like at the very least like, you know, Michael B Jordan is probably hopefully not going to date rape somebody. Fair enough. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. I haven't seen the movie. I, I don't know, dude. It, it just, there's not a lot for me to say positive about this because it was just fr- so frustrating to watch. I think the most positive thing was that in some moments of them doing like chick flick stuff, it was like, it was fun to watch it to kind of say, oh, come on, it's a boxing movie. It was kind of <laughs> one of those movies where it was just like, I had more fun yelling at it than I did actually watching it. So I will say, I will give it that. It was fun in a sense Mm -hmm. to me. I I don't know. Again, I just don't have the nostalgia for this era of film. I'm not a big sports movie guy. Like, this wasn't like, you know, like as courtroom dramas go, it wasn't amazing. It was
2: not great. Yeah. Some of those arguments were weak and would not hold no water in a court of law. No,
0: I mean, because there was really never any point where we kind of had that high, like, oh, I know I'm going to beat, I know I'm going to beat the champ. And then you have, like, some sort of, like, personal
2: pitfall, right? Yeah, like, the, I mean, Rocky's even saying, like, nah, he took it, like, it's just gonna be a show. I'm gonna lose. This yeah. is fucking stupid.
0: Yeah, he was never confident that he was gonna win. He was just like, okay, I'm gonna give it my best, but I'm not gonna win. And it's like, and he surprised everyone, which was, okay, that's, that's the twist there. But it's not even really a twist when you don't execute it properly. Mm-hmm. It's just, just not. I don't know. What, what else do you have to say about Rocky? Do you have any other points? Again, I'm I'm just rambling and ranting at this point. I,
2: yeah, I've kind of noticed. Uh, well, I don't know. I didn't feel, like, this, that pissed off by the movie, honestly. Like, I actually had some fun watching it myself. Probably a difference of opinion in this case, but, like, I got the feeling that the movie was going for, and I could kind of dick it. That being said, you are right. Not all of it is, uh, All that great. Yeah. I mean, no, I I don't blame
0: you for actually having fun with it. Because, again, there were certain moments where I, like, actually had fun with it. And I think a lot of it had to do with when the parts where it was the actual rom-com bits and he wasn't doing, you know, the date raping and stuff. And he wasn't Stockholm syndroming, Like, the lead-up to that, right? Yeah. Where it's like it took that turn where it's like, no, this is kind of... This is a bit sus. He's... He's... mm, Ooh. Oof. Okay. This is bad. Uh, (laughs) Like, the scene... Which is funny because, again, one of the most iconic scenes in the entire, like, movie was the skating rink scene, according to a lot of people after, like, I found out, I think, after the fact, or maybe even before, which I think it was before because I think we mentioned it in the first half. We but did. again, it didn't bode well for this movie being a boxing film because that's a complete chick flick moment. And it was actually kind of an, it was a decent funny moment because here you clearly have this autistic girl, Who knows nothing about boxing and all he's talking about the entire time on this date is boxing that was actually kind of comedic in and of itself where it's (laughs) like like he tried to relate to her like with the whole pet thing but it didn't really work out so he's just basically going back to what he knows he knows pets he knows boxing yeah and he knows i guess in line with that he knows like you know we're gonna find guys on the docks to like shake them down for money, but he never talks about that with Adrian, right?
2: I mean, that's fair. Like, what? If, why would you talk to somebody about that who isn't already in on it? Yeah,
0: but then again, like, she's clearly not into sports at all, like, um, unless Boston.
2: you're like an idiot like Sylvester Stallone and just like a Rocky is, and you just like and you just talk about it to any such random thing, like telling somebody they're gonna be a. Whole Yeah.
0: Horse. (laughs) Frank, where'd you come from? Or it's like, wait. Oh, where'd you come from? Frank, I've been walking next to you this entire time. I guess Rocky does, like, he is like one of the first in a long tradition of, like, irredeemable human garbage from Philadelphia that ends up being slightly endearing (laughs) in a certain way. So if you put it in that lens... Like, yeah, like, I can... It's a proto-always-sunny-in-Philadelphia? He's basically a (laughs) proto-Dennis. But instead of, like, you know... Instead of being Dennis, or doing whatever Dennis does... uh, Working at at a bar... uh, He's literally a boxer. So, yeah, it's kind of a a proto-sunny-in-a-way. If you look at it that way.
2: Yeah, fair enough. But, yeah, I kind of enjoyed this film. Also, like, I did look up the guy who did the soundtrack. Again... It's Dan's Soundtrack Corner. Here we go. Uh, It's time for Soundtracks with Dan. Dan, what
0: have you got for us? It's time for Soundtracks with Dan. Pop open a cool Capri Sun and sit back and enjoy.
2: Oh, oh, great. That's wonderful. Anyway, so the soundtrack was composed by the guy by the name of uh, Bill Conti. And I'm guessing the... Oh, you can't say that on air. Who? Conti? Oh. wow 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 all right bill conti yeah and like i mean i didn't get many like important like this guy hasn't done a lot of important stuff but there are two that stood out from uh from the list that he's done okay hit me one is the karate kid which i'm sure makes sense from a certain point of view i'm guessing (sighs) this guy is uh the must be attached to uh the director at the hip yeah he
0: must work with um uh john alvinson
2: (laughs) yeah the other one, and how familiar are you with He-Man? Because he did the music for the Masters of the Universe. Oh, he film. did the
0: song "In a wake Up in the Morning" and I step outside. No, no not and I that one. that and and one. On? That right.
2: one? He did that one. No, he did not do that one. He did the soundtrack. And for the he m- prays.
0: Oh my God, do I pray?
2: <laughs> But no, he did not do that one. He wasn't in Four Non Blondes? No. nope. Okay. Unfortunately not. He did the soundtrack to the movie. I'm pretty sure that was from the T V show or something. I don't know. I don't watch E Man. That was basically an edit of a version of like a song
0: by Four Non Blondes, which is like a nineties sort of like alt alt band. Mm-hmm. The original song is garbage, but you know uh, the <laughs> remix is brilliant i i have at one point just like put on the 10 hour version of that in my dorm room and just let it play <laughs> uh to see how long it would take mostly someone in another room to like <laughs> just try to like physically stop it
2: Uh it was a couple hours yeah and a lot of people got mad like <laughs> i can imagine well i mean i don't have much else to say about it so how about we ring this bell and uh th- and uh, see where it all falls out this much like rocky we really we started off with a rant
0: and then we we did a montage of the things that we hated and now we're gonna like we're gonna go we're gonna go the distance here and and we're gonna we're gonna ring that bell we're yeah. gonna we're gonna like subscribe ding that bell uh, and then finish this movie out strong any final thoughts on rocky um i think i've kind of said what i would like for it to do better like one make rocky less of a shit stain or more apologetic um and again i can forgive some of the other things like because they're just a product of the time but like at least from a narrative standpoint make this more tense because it Mm -hmm. wasn't
2: change the ending the ending was garbage yeah i mean at the very least add a little bit more of that final fight back in yeah because like dude you just
0: you literally that's i think my biggest gripe with this movie not that rocky is a rapist but and i've said that like 18 times at this point. But the fact that it was it was seeded so well in this movie that Apollo Creed was going to win in the third, they didn't even show the third round. <laughs> they didn't even show the third round, which is the important round. And the fight didn't feel ever climactic. It didn't feel climactic even when like when people started running into the ring and you're like, "Wait, no one's fallen down, no one's knocked someone out." It's like, "Oh, they they're calling it." And then Adrian runs in. She has her Velma dinkly moment. She can't see without her glasses. And then it freeze frames. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? Excuse moi? Mm -hmm. Senor, please. Let's run this back. Uh, If they would have had any amount more of boxing, a little bit more of Burgess Meredith giving him pointers, like, all right, you're a southpaw. You're gonna come in like this because Creed's weak here. He doesn't expect you to do the southpaw, <laughs> like yeah. the penguin. Yeah, you hit him in the damn ribs. You hit him in the ribs and you keep going for the ribs. And you yeah, you jab T- him,
2: tenderize him like he's a piece of meat.
0: Yeah, and then
2: and then yeah, you
0: go you go and Rocky takes that literally because he's a dumb bastard and starts beating up pieces of meat. Yeah, like and breaking ribs on them and then ruining. Thousands of dollars worth of beef ribs. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm actually, you know what? I'm more pissed now. (laughs) Because he's ruined, like, literally thousands of dollars of beef ribs. Which, that's the best part. Like, have you ever had short ribs? Or, like, like, you know, just like, oh, so good. But he's ruined them. Mm -hmm. He's completely just destroyed them.
2: Well, I think we've lost the host, people. He just, uh, he's just going to keep on rambling here. I think we should just, uh, we're going to have to ring the bell here and call it.
0: All right. Uh, Before we go, would you, would you double feature this with anything? Is there anything you would actually
2: double feature this with? The Quiet Man. The Quiet Man? Yeah. As a, uh, as a contrast.
0: Yeah. I, I, we mentioned in the first half, I believe, um, that The Quiet Man was also a boxing film. That was a much, it was a better fight scene hell it was a better chick flick it was a better chick flick it was a better chick flick and a better boxing film at the same time it was a better comedy get you a man who can do both yeah yeah
2: like john wayne
0: yeah screw screw this stallone stallone i was gonna say i don't know what i was gonna say i was gonna see steven seagal for some reason (laughs) screw him too screw him too no he carries like seven knives on him at all times okay but <laughs> um but no that yeah the quiet man is a way better film watch that instead uh i guess if i really had to pair this with something else i would actually pair it with a with a movie that was like you know any sort of sport movie that was a lot better or courtroom drama like you know i don't know 12 angry men mm-hmm. that's a good sports movie you could throw yeah. that one on there uh, another courtroom drama that you could do is a uh, goon yeah. goon's good yeah 12 uh,
2: angry men the world's greatest upset
0: yeah, exactly. Um Goon Goon would be good because you know you get you get a you get a better final boxing match in this hockey movie called Goon than you do in Rocky. <laughs> I guess with that said, do we want to rate this on a scale of zero to five Snake Pluskins?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna I believe I put a three at the beginning of this. I,
0: I forgot to write it down. <laughs> so I think you gave it a three and I think I gave it something like a one or a two.
1: Yeah.
0: I gave it less than you. Yeah. I know I did. So you guys, you guys who are listening to this all together as as a show, you know, you know that I'm dumb, and I forgot to write it down, and I don't know what I rated this. So, uh, whatever I rated it before, you can go back and be like, "Whoa, that's different."
2: Whoa, or "Whoa, Mike, you were great, you were spot on." Uh, so, what are you giving this? I'm giving this a two point, uh, a, not a two point five, a two out of five. A two out of five. So yeah. you're coming down from potentially a three, if I recall. Yeah, because like this film felt like it uh, it could have been a contender you know it ri- <laughs> like uh the like it had the it had the chops it could have gone the distance it just fell short it it went down in the third round much like rocky should have
0: yeah this movie had the wrong protagonist the wrong ending a shitbag main character who almost learned stuff and there wasn't enough boxing in this boxing film and it wasn't even that great of a of a um a chick flick i am hesitant to give it a like a zero because i did actually there were some moments that were fun uh, and i complained about it a lot i think the opening kind of setting him up as a character was it was super slow but once you kind of like got into like uh, you know a few things here and there like especially his connection with the mob like not even the opening of the movie the opening of the movie was bad (laughs) but like once you got into his mob stuff and you saw that, like, depth of character there that they were trying to build. Yeah,
2: there, there were layers there that just weren't really, like... Um, yeah,
0: there were layers that they were building. Apollo Creed was never a good bad guy, but he was a good guy that you rooted
2: for, at least in my mind. And that like, Oh, and I loved his uh, introduction, into his boisterous-ass introduction into the, like, ring. Where he just dresses up as George Washington, crosses the uh, metaphorical Delaware gets into the ring, takes off his I thing. want you.
0: I want you. I want you.
2: It kind of got obnoxious after a like the first bit, few yeah, seconds. A little bit, yeah, but like you get what he was going it for. It felt like though. a like a
0: WWE match, you know, where it's like <laughs> the Undertaker yeah. comes back for the fifth time. Like, like it, it comes out of the coffin. Sakes, you dude. knew he
2: was going to come back, like it's all scripted. It's, it's all... me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. You bought it? My family bought it uh but yeah <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs>
0: here we go uh anyway um i i like like some of the training montage was fun you had a moment where he almost learned a lesson and he started coming back there were there was some depth to this movie that it started to have and it threw it all away i want to give this a zero desperately but i think it had it had enough going for it a little bit that like I I at least enjoyed making fun of it in the moment even though it infuriates me now I think it was at least worth it for me to say that it was a 0.5 I would never watch this movie again I'm yeah. never going and I would dissuade people from watching it Same. But I actually did not hate myself for watching this film I didn't want to turn it off I didn't feel the overwhelming urge to turn it off before the end of the movie Because I did want to see the ending. But I got real close at a few points. Where I'm like, should I just turn this off and just say that I watched it? I didn't want to do that. But it crossed my mind. That's that's the only reason I'm giving it a 5. If I ever at some point was like, I'm only finishing this for the show. I would have given it a (laughs) 0. Straight up 0. Don't watch this movie. Fuck that. Watch The Quiet Man. Watch any other boxing movie. Watch any, again, watch
2: Goon. It's got a better fight scene in it. Got hey, more fist fights. Hey bro, I'm gonna ask you one last question before we go. Here. Okay. Do you think you would watch a potential remake if they decided to remake the Rocky series and decided to start from like one? Do you think you'd watch that movie? It really
0: depends on who is directing it and who was in it. Fair enough. I think I would, because I again boxing movies aren't my thing. If you had the right cast and you had the right director attached to it, I think I would enjoy it um if they did it right now again who that is i don't know if they were wanting to keep it in sort of that like you know kind of rom-com boxing movie territory i think edgar wright could do a good job doing like a an action rom-com sort of like a really different it makes a really different movie right yeah but he could do sort of like you know maybe it's remix like you know it's an mma fighter and he's like you know You know, he's trying to get this girl... You know, you you remake it for modern times. It's a little bit different. You have, you know... I don't know, even like Tom Hardy or something in there as the lead. Because I think he's actually (laughs) doing MMA right now or some BS. You get Tom (laughs) Hardy in there. You get like, you know... uh, I don't know, like Tammy You merely adopted the ring. I was born in it. Oh, dude. No, 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 no. You get... It's it's a sequel. It's a it's set in the world of the ro- of rock and rolla, but it's like you know Tom Hardy and Tandy Newton. Uh, no, sorry, actually it would just be uh, Gerard Butler. It actually turns into a gay uh, love story because uh, Handsome Bob is, is gay. Um, I mean, let's be. Fair. I would still watch that before I watched um, anything else. Like again, like a Guy Ritchie doing this, like an Edgar Wright, I think could do it. Even if you went for just a straight up. Um, action oriented film if you got the right guy in and, and I, I off the top of my head I don't really know who's doing a lot of like good action films these days because i action's not really my wheelhouse right but you get somebody who can do it well or somebody that I'm excited about you know um, I mm-hmm. think you can do it you get a good cast I would watch it but I would be reserved if it if it if it was just being remade from the ground up, and it was like, mm, you know, I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't really care about the cast. I probably wouldn't watch it. Yeah. So
2: it's a very conditional yes. Okay. But I would. Fair enough. If if they did make a remake of Rocky, I I would definitely give it a chance. I would give it a chance. This thing had a shot. And I feel like if they remade it and, uh, and at the very least uh, brought some modern sensibility of storytelling into it it would probably be a lot better. Oh dude, you know who, you know who I would actually like.
0: Um, you know it would be really good. And and this is kind of like a thing. You get Martin McDonough, mm-hmm. right, who did um In Bruges. Yep. And um you get him to do it and it's got an all Irish cast, right? You get some sort of Irishman who's like, you know, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to do, you know, an MMA. You know, you get like a, a sort of a Conor McGregor sort of thing, but Irish instead of being like a Scott, Scotsman. Maybe he is Irish. I don't know if he is Irish. If he's Irish, whatever, I don't care. If you get somebody who's like kind of a stand-in for him. Like you get a, like not a biopic of him, but you get like someone like that. You said as an MMA thing. You get like, you know, the same guy who's the old guy in, in Bruges. He plays the old boxing. You yeah. get sort of that quiet man mentality, right? But you make it sort of like a dark, depressing black comedy And then sort of like, you know, like they they sort of get it like, you know, there's some sort of like dark twist at the end where it's like, oh, I'm doing this for you. It's like, oh, okay, I've promised to, you know, your, your pa's promised your hand in marriage if I win this boxing thing. And then it turns out he wins. And then, oh, no, she dies somehow, like in a car accident the same night. And it's a tragedy. And then it's oh, you didn't have a. I've never No, had a no, su- no. She, sli- you know.
2: she slips ice skating.
0: Yeah, she slips ice skating. And it's like, oh, sonny <laughs> boy, I've never had a son, and I only had daughters, and you are going to be in me family, and you've never had a pa come into me fold. And like, you know, you have this like nice sort of, it's like a dark ending. It's got like dark comedy, and it's got like this sort of like depressing, but sort of hopeful ending. You get something like that. You get like a nice dark Irish black comedy with some like mixed martial arts action in there. Hmm. You get a bunch of no names, and you throw in a few... um uh, Brendan Gleason, that's his name. You throw in Brendan Gleason as either the dad or like the trainer, right? Yeah. You throw in a couple of other big Irish like actors. You throw in something else, right? And he goes against like the champ. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he goes against like, you know, whoever the MMA champ is right now, who knows, and whatever his weight class is, or someone who's the analog, right? And then you do that. That would be, a, I would love the heck out of that movie because I love Martin McDonough. I like the way he does comedy and at that point it wouldn't necessarily have to be the focus of the fight the fight would not have to be the focus Mm -hmm. right And he could still do action because as he proved in in bruges he's got like this quick like you know action right and he makes sort of like you know this existential you know like ennui and depressive nature of his films it's funny but cool and you want to see where it goes so that's my answer if it was being redone as an irish indie film by martin mcdonough I would watch it hmm. otherwise fuck a remake
2: all maybe right.
0: maybe Edgar writer like Guy Ritchie who I think could do a good job but I think you have to have like a blend you have to have a be a, an artist who can blend comedy and action together in a certain way
2: yeah all right well with all <laughs> anyway of the, with all of that said I'm calling it right here after the referees took a look over everything it is unfortunate to say that Rocky Balboa has lost in the third round <sighs> yet again Yet again. As it should have been. <laughs> yeah, try again next time, champ. Or don't. Save
0: us all the trouble. Save us the, save us the time. All right, with that said, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thanks for listening. See you later. Ding, ding, ding.
1: And I wonder if it really was. I think it was always was show business. I think they were pretending to be factories, and it was still show business. I heard myself speaking these terrible corny lines and I was stuck with three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of show I had to get on somehow plus at the time oh they were real jerks plus 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 at the time really pieces of work plus 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 at the time did you see Armageddon I assure you that I would rather have been shot Plus, plus, at the time. Did he see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. I really did, because he was a monster. But they all were, or almost all of them, those guys. He came on as a monster, you know. He snarled at you, you know, like that. Plus, 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 at the time. He was a monster, you know. Plus, plus, at the time. I assure you that I would rather have been shot.
0: Follow us on Twitter at MWNS Podcast, or contact us at MWNS Podcast at ProtonMail.com. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license.